friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truths. Appreciate you joining us today. I, I feel badly that I don't have a, a coffee cup for you, but I do have my Dunkin' Donuts kind of throwaway cup today. Does that count? And of course, we know that Dunkin' Donuts is so much better than Starbucks. Um, and I'm so glad that Dunkin' has renamed itself to, to Dunkin'. Someone says, well, I don't like Dunkin' Donuts because I don't like the donuts. I don't like the donuts either. So I just like the coffee. So there it is, Dunkin'. Hope you had your cup this morning because we are going to talk about some heavy stuff today. We are in Revelation chapter 11. Last episode, I introduced the concept of these two witnesses. So remember, God has told John through the angel, I want you to measure the temple of God because the temple will be reinstituted, rebuilt, and the temple uh, sacrifices will be, be resumed in the first half of the tribulation period, uh, a time of, of relative peace. But in the second half of the tribulation, We've learned a lot about some of what's going to happen in that, in some of the other trumpets and seals we've talked about. But the Bible says that the two, the two witnesses will testify to the tr truth of God in a powerful way. And I want you to uh, hear about them today. So Revelation chapter 11 and verse number 3, where the Bible says, I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand 203 square days clothed in sackcloth. So remember, uh, we talked about the three and a half years. Well, 1,260 days is three and a half years. So whether you talk about the years or the days uh, in the book of Daniel and even here in the book of Revelation, sometimes the terminology is times, time, and half a time. So times, that's plural, two years. Time, that's singular, the one year, and a half a time, a half year. So two plus one plus a half, that's three and a half. So three and a half years or 1,260 days or a time, times, and half a time all refers to the same thing. That these witnesses, whoever they are, will be a, a, a special testimony for God and for truth during these awful days of Antichrist's uh, full fury. Look at verse number uh, three again, or verse number four rather. These, speaking about the witnesses, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. So the, the two olive trees and the two candlesticks. Now what in the world is that? Well, you'll have to understand a little bit about the Old Testament prophecy of Zechariah. Uh, Daniel and Zechariah and the book of Revelation have so many overlapping prophecies and, and illustrations and metaphors. And if you'll remember Zechariah, so Zechariah was a prophet in the Old Testament 
who prophesied during the time of the rebuilding of the second temple. So remember, the first temple was destroyed. Uh, the people of God came back from Babylon. They built the second temple, but they got lazy. Uh, they got fearful. They stopped. And God raised up uh, Haggai and Zechariah to prophesy to God's people to rebuild the temple. I know it's tough. I know the Gentiles are all around you, but I've called you to do this. Rebuild the temple. And part of that encouragement that God gave through Zechariah was via eight uh, visions that God gave Zechariah in one night. And one of those visions was a vision that Zechariah had of the candles, two candlesticks, uh, like the candlestick in the holy place. And typically, the, the candlestick, the oil of a lamp on a candlestick, had to be refilled, right? Oil has to be refilled to supply the fuel for the fire. But the Bible says in this illustration, the olive trees, because we know that oil comes from the olive, that comes from an olive tree, but there were olive trees that, that had this apparatus that fed the candlestick. And the point was that there was a never-ending supply of oil, that this wasn't oil that needed to be refueled by some Levite or some priest, but that the oil itself organically was replenished in the candlestick. So there was a continual flame. There was continual fire. Uh, there was an organic feeding of. It's a great illustration of what we have as New Testament believers because we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, a continual source of power, uh, a, a living and breathing a part of us, right? The, 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 the oil of God. Well, the Bible says that these witnesses are like those two olive trees and like those two candlesticks. So they are completely empowered by God. They have the fullness of God's Spirit upon their lives. That's the point of the passage. So Zechariah, when he talked about it way back when, in 520 BC, he was talking about Zerubbabel, the governor, and Joshua, the high priest. But they are but a picture of these witnesses who will stand in a much more troubling time of the temple, much more troubling than back in Ezra's temple, uh, when Antichrist is going to desecrate the temple, and yet God is saying, I, I am doing something greater than Antichrist. I have a message that, that trumps Antichrist. I have a power that is supersedes Antichrist. And it, we're going to see it in and through the, the, the witness and the ministry of these two, two witnesses. So verse number four again, so these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Now look at verse number five. And if any man will hurt them, so these witnesses, what's their job? To testify the truth of God. How do they do that? In power, through the power of God's Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, and if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies, and if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. So, wow, fire goes out of their mouth. What are they, like fire-breathing dragons? Now, this may just be a metaphor for the fact that their words, uh, their pronouncements have fiery weight, and that God will judge those that attack them. So they can preach with 
they can witness with impunity, at least for this period of time that God has allotted for them to be a testimony. It really is a, uh, reminds me of the ministry of Elijah. Remember when Elijah was being sought by Ahab and the groups of soldiers came and Elijah called down fire out of his mouth. He called down fire that destroyed them. So a very similar, it's one of the reasons why I believe that these witnesses, and I'll just cut to the chase, why I believe these witnesses are Moses and Elijah, because we see very similar miracles. We know that it was Moses and Elijah that were with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, which, which Jesus said was going to be a presage of the coming kingdom. So Jesus himself told his disciples, you're going to see me in my glorified body. You're going to see a picture of the coming kingdom. And there was Moses, there was Elijah. That's pretty strong. Uh, the Bible teaches that Elijah must come before Jesus will come. That's Malachi chapter 4. And the Bible says that God will raise up a prophet like unto Moses. And we know that Jesus fulfilled that according to Peter's message in Acts chapter 4. But we also know that Moses was the one that turned the river into blood. And we're going to see that as a miracle here. So I know there's some argument about that. But but I, I happen to believe that the witnesses in these last days, uh, this last half of the tribu tribulation, will be Moses and Elijah. So verse number Six, these have power to shut heaven. So remember, Elijah could, could stop the rain for three and a half years. Isn't that ironic? And, it, 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 and that rain not in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them into blood. So there's Moses. And to smite the earth with all plagues. Again, Moses, as often as they will. So God is going to give great power to these witnesses, a power to, to, to do great signs and signs that will remind people of prophets in the past. They will prophesy. They will speak the truth. There'll be an especial testimony to the Jews who will be awed by all of this. Look at verse number seven. And when they shall have finished their testimony... Don't miss this. The beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them. So the beast here refers to the Antichrist. And we're going to come back to that and why at a later podcast. Uh, and thou shalt overcome them and kill them. So even though these witnesses are given great protection, great power, and will utter great prophecies, there is a shelf life to their ministry. We know what that shelf life is, three and a half years, 1260 days. So that we know the exact length of their ministry uh, here in the end of time. And um, the Antichrist will be given the opportunity to kill them, and he will. And it will seem at that moment that Antichrist and the powers of this earth will have won. Because up until this time, these prophets cannot be killed. Up until this time, these witnesses cannot be destroyed. It looks as if they have the authority and upper hand, but Antichrist, the beast will kill them. And at least ostensibly, it will look as if Antichrist and the powers of evil will have won. Look at verse number eight. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city. Now this is Jerusalem, and I'll show you, show you why here. 
which spiritually, this great city, is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Well, that takes all wiggle room away. We know that Jesus was crucified in Jerusalem. So Jerusalem uh, will have become a city associated with Sodom and with Egypt. And, and yet these witnesses will have uttered their message. It looks as if Antichrist has killed them. Their dead bodies lie in the streets. How grotesque is that? All the news media of the world will cover this. Verse number nine and they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, just kind of like Jesus died and was buried for three days, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put into graves. I mean, they're going to celebrate over the, the, the death of these witnesses. That We don't want to see a funeral. We don't want anyone to honor their bodies. We're, we're rejoicing over their death. Verse number 10 and they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another. This is going to be a big party, a big celebration, because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. They didn't want their truth. They didn't want them to witness of the truth of God. And after three and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them. They will be resurrected. And they stood upon their feet. Wow, what a sight that will be. And great fear fell upon them that saw them. Oh my, now the party's over. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And so they'll be raptured. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Just like Jesus ascended from that near that very spot after he had been dead for three days and then had been in his glorified body in ministry for 40 days. He ascended and they watched him. It'll happen with them as well. At the same hour, there was a great earthquake and the 10th part of the city fell and in the earthquake were slain of men 7,000 and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. All of this now is kind of the, the ending part of that second woe, which is the sixth trumpet. And now we're getting ready for a final trumpet to sound. Wow, I know we've talked about a lot and your head's probably spinning right now, but what, what specificity the Word of God gives and the specificity down to the exact day that this will take place, God will, 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 will bring in the very scene, the platform where He will come back. Antichrist will be destroyed. The kingdom will be set up, and you and I with Christ will rule and reign. We've still got a lot to talk about, but it's good. It's all good. Sweet to the mouth, bitter to the belly to think about all that's going to happen, and yet God's word is true, every single word of it. Hope you'll stick around for uh, the rest of chapter number 11. We'll jump into verse number 15 next episode. Hope you have a great day today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.